Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show here on Ultra Chen TV. I'm James Chen. Hey, and I'm Ultra David. How's everybody going? How's everybody going? going? (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. All right. uh, I couldn't be there this time. Um, I had a really rough last couple of days. Um, My little kitty, Ajax, uh, had a had a life scare. Um, he had a urethral blockage. When they tried to release that, uh, they accidentally nicked a blood vessel in his abdomen, causing him to bleed into his belly. Uh, and for a while we thought that he might not make it, but, uh, he ended up, ended up being okay. So we just got him back. And that's why I didn't want to leave. Holy shit. I didn't know it was like that. Jesus Christ. Holy crap. Is he okay now? He he is. He'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, he still has a couple bandages. Uh, His whole belly and and nether regions are shaved. uh, And he's, you know, a little skittish, but uh, but he'll be fine. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, sorry to hear that. I'm glad he's doing okay. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, okay. Well, almost so, kind of good that you didn't go to NCR then. <laughs> oh, dude, if I had been to NCR, oh, I I would have had to take the first flight home for sure. But even still, you know, who knows when I would have gotten back? So, right. Yeah, exactly. So definitely. Oh man. Yikes. Okay. Yikes. Well. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to let, let everybody know why I am not. With James, I'm streaming from home because I'd rather just be home. It doesn't matter. Everyone thinks that you, so you need someone with a fake hand back there to extend into your screen to make it look like I'm patting you on the back over there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, and, and so yeah, that's kind of reason why also for the late start and everything. But there's actually a lot to st- a lot of stuff to talk about because there was actually kind of a lot of weird drama stuff that's been going on of late. And uh, let me, everybody know at home how the audio is, if everybody's audio is fine, if David's level is good, if my level's good, et cetera, and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously uh, NCR happened this weekend. It was a premiere event and there was a lot of cool things that happened there, but let's talk about some of the the, the, the drama involving that. Put your heads in it, all right. Yeah, before we get to any of the results or anything, I I just kind of want to talk about a lot of the things you can see up here on the chat over here and man we're all choppy everywhere even i'm choppy for some reason definitely but, um obviously one of the main things that happened was look we know that the dr guys get very loud for each other and it's been known that kaba likes to cheer very very loudly for his teammates yes well uh at ncr this actually kind of became an issue people started talking about it because uh in two particular matches, one against CJ Truth and another against Goichi, yeah. I guess he was, it wasn't like he was in the audience cheering on the stage. He was right. literally standing, you know, a few feet back, yeah. but he was definitely very loud and yelling a lot. And uh, CJ Truth and Goichi, both of them not particularly happy about it. So, did, yeah, you, did uh, you see the Goichi... video? I, I did see the video, yeah, for, for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. Goichi tweeted about it, saying he wasn't very happy. It was, uh, at least on my feed, kind of mistranslated, apparently, yeah. at the start, saying that Goichi wanted him banned, when in fact all that it was was that Goichi wanted him to, like, stay away. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. It was very translation, obviously, but um, that's, that's how I first saw it. And also, 
when it was uh, so it was Men RD versus CJ Truth, and and Kaba was cheering. Afterward, CJ's mom went over and talked with Kaba and basically asked him not to do that anymore. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. In, in not in so many words, but uh, but effectively that was what she wanted. Um, they they know each other, you know. I mean, they've uh, she's come to like a ton of different tournaments, and he's been traveling a lot lately. And mm-hmm. you know, I saw them hanging out, uh, the family hanging out with uh, with the DR guys. Uh, oh wow! A couple of times okay. in the past. Okay. I mean, it's it, it's not it's not like this. I just I just want to put that in context that it's it's not as if uh, she is meeting him for the first time and like going up to a complete stranger and asking for something, <laughs> you know, that she didn't like or, or telling him that that she didn't didn't like it. It's more like they have a relationship art, like they know each other, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they can talk to each other. So um, I just wanted to put that in context, but. Uh, but definitely he was loud. I mean, we've, we've known Kaba ever since he's been traveling to be super loud. And like, we've talked about it, uh, on streams during commentary sometimes because he's just super loud. You can hear, like, we can hear him, even though we have these big headsets on (laughs) and we're talking to each other in like our ears and, you know, we can't really hear that much. We can definitely still hear Kaba. Dude, sometimes in the setup, we're behind the screen, you know, when the station is actually behind the curtain and everything, and we can still hear him in the audience. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, so he's definitely loud. You know, I don't, I don't want to downplay that at all, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, well, okay, that's what happened. What, what do you, what do you think about? It? Uh, look, uh, it's. I feel like it's one of those things that it's part of the fighting game culture, right? I mean, like, people yell, people go crazy, people go nuts, and, you know, we've kind of laughed about it before, you know, we've talked about it, it's always a storyline that we've talked about, about Kaba and, you know, the DR guys cheering for each other, DRA does the same thing whenever uh, the DR guys are playing. And so, um, you know, for me, and and like, in other cases, right, someone actually put up a really uh, interesting tweet that, you know, when Wolf Crone was complaining about the Wolf Crone K-Brad match, he was like, I had 20 people yelling at me and everyone was like, ha ha, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden this happens to Goichi, Goichi has a tweet, it's kind of badly translated and now everyone is out for it. Kaba and Mena RD's head. And honestly, some of the responses to Kaba and Mena RD were way over the top. And I think, I oh, feel yeah. like they don't deserve, they did not deserve some of the vitriol that they actually got, right? Oh, for, for sure. No, there, there was definitely a bunch of people overreacting. I mean, I think in part it was because Koichi's tweet was in, was at first maybe it made out to seem a little bit more severe than, than he had actually intended. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I. I definitely think people blew it out of proportion. I, I even saw people thinking that when in the video with Goid and uh, and Kaba and Mena, that there's a, there's a hand that come, kind of does this, you know? Mm-hmm. And some people thought that was Kaba actually touching Goichi. Oh, jeez. Okay. But in fact, it was just Goichi trying to, like, wave Kaba away. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Um, so it, it, was, it wasn't... It wasn't at the level of Kaba touching Goichi or anything like that. As you said, he was a few feet away. You could you could sort of hear him in the video. Mm-hmm. He's behind the camera, and at the end of the video, the camera zooms out, and he's like still not in the picture. He's like definitely behind whoever it was. Again, though, he's loud. I mean, I again, I don't want to say he's not loud, but it's not like he was right behind them. Right. He, he was at the same sort of distance that everybody in FGC has kind of learned that like you stand a couple feet away. You know, you're not like right next to the person. Um, so they they were giving him that that room. Uh, it's uh, something that you know has been around forever for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I kind of have 
I understand, I think, a couple, like a little bit of both sides. I certainly was around forever when people were loud and, and like, intentionally jerky. I, I also want to point out that I don't think that he was, like, intentionally being right. a jerk about it. He just is a very excitable guy, <laughs> and, and he's really loud. Yeah. And that's, that's what comes out. But he's not, I feel like he's not intentionally trying to cause problems. Right. He's just, you know, loud and, and closer than somebody might want. Um, but I've seen people be jerks and closer than it looked like he was. So I've, I've seen that a lot, and, and it is something that has been around forever. Uh, I was never, I never loved that. I mean, it's happened to me. You know, I've been in situations where, where I'm in a tournament and I get heckled. Mm -hmm. Definitely has happened in the past. Uh, I, I don't love it, you know, to be frank. But um, at, at, so, so I, I've been there. I've, I've seen it. It's happened to me. At the same time, uh, I, I'm super hesitant to try to stamp that stuff out because I, I really like <laughs> cheering and being loud myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I really enjoy. I like that fighting games let you do that. Uh, even if it's not fighting games. I mean, when I used to, when I back in a previous life, paid attention to sports, uh, I, I would always be super, super loud at hockey games, at college football games. That's just something that I really enjoy, and I'd really be hesitant to give it up. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, yeah. Well, go ahead. Did you have anything else that you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, I do understand that it's not. Today is not what things were yesterday. Uh, Goichi, and same with CJ, fly thousands of miles to compete with an eye to winning, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so there, there certainly is more riding on it than when I was in a tournament getting yelled at eight or nine years ago. You know, it's, it's, it's a definitely different landscape. Uh, so I get that. I, I also thought that somebody pointed out that, um, somebody replied to a, a tweet chain that I saw saying that they, uh, are on the autistic spectrum and that it's like particularly difficult for them to deal with. And I guess that I'm 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 definitely more uh, open to to changing my opinion after having read that. Uh, if somebody just like kind of can't deal with with noise, sort of for regular reasons, then I'm you know I'm like a little bit understanding, but like not super much. But if somebody has a real issue, then I get I'd certainly get it more. Certainly certainly get that more. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that if that was true or if that was just somebody saying it, but I can imagine even if it wasn't true in that instance, I can imagine that happening to somebody. Right. So I mean, uh, anyway, look, for me, I just feel like we're probably at a point. I mean, look, the one thing that I'm gonna say about you know, and this kind of bleeds into arcade culture and all this other stuff too as well. But you know, one of the things that fighting game players are proficient at, and one of the things that makes us who we are is that we're able to adapt, right? And you know, people who wanna keep doing the same thing are gonna lose in fighting games. Like the whole point is that you're supposed to adapt. Okay. So I don't wanna lose that kind of screaming culture or, or cheering kind of culture like that. I think it's fine. But I think we're probably at a point now where if somebody says, can you please stop? Like just go ahead and stop. You know, at that point in time, if someone kind of requests it, 
then maybe, you know, we can do that. Because, I mean, there's some people who can take it. Some people might even like it. Some people might even get powered by it, you know? Yeah, that does happen. You know, there's some people who can get powered by hecklers, like a Filipino champ. There are even people like me who I play bad even when people are heckling on my side. (laughs) That's true, yeah. (laughs) I'm actually terrible at that. And so, you know, if it gets to the point where people are just like, you know what, let's not... Like, can you please just be quiet? I think it's okay just to go ahead and, you know, abide by that. And if no one says anything, then that's that that that's your fault if you don't say anything, you know, or you just don't care. And that way we can keep that. If someone is in the audience, I think that's fine. Because, I mean, oh, yeah. We've, yeah, we've obviously celebrated uh, Joy, right? Cool Kid's wife. Exactly. For yeah. a lot of the things that she did, because, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's fun to see someone support him like that. And we've yeah. definitely, on commentary, talked about Kaba and, and DRA yelling as a positive thing. You know, many, many times. So yeah, uh, well, I, I think I think it's intended to be positive. I don't think that it's intended to be negative. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it, make, it makes sense to me that you think that people should, if they're concerned about it, just ask that it stop. Right. Because if at that point it doesn't stop, then there's probably some jerkery involved. Like yeah, then, yeah, then there yeah, is yeah. people. It kind of is negative at that point. Mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. if you're just like having fun and being loud. Um, even as loud as Kaba gets, I mean, he's he definitely people are calling it screeching. I don't think that's inaccurate. You know, I mean, he basically <laughs> screeches. Uh, if if you're just doing that and you're having a good time, uh, and then somebody asks you to stop, then it's not that hard to stop. Right. Um, right. I I say as somebody who was kicked out of uh, League of Legends event for being too loud, and then when asked to be quiet. Uh, not being quiet. Right. So, uh, <laughs> hey, look, I was. I get it. Uh, from my previous NCR, I was part of a crowd that literally changed the outcome of grand finals in a Soul Caliber tournament. And it was not for any particular reason. The two players playing in grand finals, one was really quiet and, and obviously just like really kind of like seemed very calm and, and gentle yeah. or whatever. The other guy was like a jerk. Like every time he won a game, he would start walking and parading around the stage and just like, you know, he was very demonstrative and, you know, led by, guess who, Sanchez. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Almost. many of my friends in the FGC are people who have been loud in the past. Yeah. I feel like that's... Um, like I wasn't asked to start commentating for no reason. You know, I, I like to I like to be loud. Same with Ives. Exactly, yeah. exactly the same thing. Yeah, um, but all of us just started me. yelling at that player, and we got to him. We de- you could definitely tell that it changed I, because we were talking the whole entire time. So it was like back when it was at UCI, I believe it was. And yeah, yeah, I think we, I yeah. We, we literally changed the results by by yelling at him. So I was even a part of this before, you know, with the intent to mess somebody up, and yeah. that is the history that is where we came from but you know again as times are changing there's this i mean this kind of goes back to the arcade culture topic that we might want to you know talk about that we're going to talk about a little later on there's this weird thing in the fgc now where we're all so stubbornly steadfast about trying to hang on to something that you know even back then wasn't great or even back then wasn't as crazy as people think it was now you know so, you know, at this point in time, yeah, I, I think if someone says, please, can you stop yelling? I think it's okay to respect them. And if they don't, 
you know, because yeah. Goichi did ask Kaba to stop, and Kaba did not, and that was kind of frustrating to Goichi. But, you know, in the future, hopefully you get the pool judge, you know, and be like, hey, look, and maybe rules come into play or something like that. But I don't yeah. want to ban it. I don't want to take it away. Yeah. I'm with you. I just I want to make it so it's something that a player requests specifically. Yeah. So, uh, people are saying that we're not accurately describing what Kaba did. I feel like I accurately described it at the start of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Did, did I not? For people who are here, think that I mischaracterized it. He he was very loud. I like I said. I think screeching is pretty accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he was a few feet away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't touch Goichi. That's not accurate. That didn't happen. Um, and he was asked to stop, and like he said, he didn't do it. Right. Um, and then after CJ and Mena played, CJ's mom went up to Kaba and and you know a little bit more colorfully, but asked that he that he stopped doing it. Um, and later on Twitter, Kaba apologized. Right. So um, I, I I feel like that's it's not that it's not that big of a deal. Um, uh. Especially because he he did apologize later. Right. Uh, I, I think that it was definitely blown out of proportion. Again, it's I know it's happened to me. I mean, I've been in situations where I've been in like foreign arcades, not literally foreign, but you know, not my home arcade, right. mm-hmm, um, and and been yelled at. And I, I you know, I get that. Um, there was even one time when uh when uh I played brawl in tournaments briefly, and this, this crowd of probably like five or six kids, like literally like kid like twelve. Um, were like right behind me, like screaming for their friend. I've been there, you know. That's I, what you I, get I, for bowling them in hockey, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm, and when it happened, I, you know, I, it, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I didn't ask them to stop. It's not like I, it got to me that that badly. But I can see why it does get to people. I, I mean, I, I get it. Um, and and I, as I said before, I think that. It's we do have to recognize that it's in a different situation now, yeah. where uh, certainly the stakes are much higher. Uh, when I was playing before, there were not thousands of dollars on the line, as I as I said. So I, I get why there may be different standard, and but I think the one that you offer is is good. That if somebody's being loud and they're not doing it to be a jerk, but are asked to be quiet, then they then they should be quiet, or at least you know not being quite as loud or whatever right and and, and then, don't don't be screeching anymore right another, uh, but, another thing but i don't i don't want to just come out and say ban that stuff right it, exactly it's exactly. way too fun and i, I don't want to get give it up and, and and at this point in time you know kaba you know dra if you see if you're playing yeah. mana just tell them ahead of time <laughs> you don't have to wait till it starts right <laughs> you'll know yeah. ahead of time but um again yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I do think that a big part of it is that it, it happened to Goichi. Uh, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and I, yeah. And I do also think that at least some of it, although maybe not a lot, but at least some of it is that they are that they're the Dominican players. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's definitely a reputation uh, that is, you know, on the less charitable side yeah. that they're loud. Um, even if, obviously they are loud, but there's also like this extra social contingent of expecting them to be loud mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so I'm like like i said i don't want to put like a lot of stock into that but i do think there's some and so i'm like a little bit hesitant to see it as such a big deal because i think that there that these if these circumstances were different that it wouldn't have been blown up as much as it was yeah um 
after all, it's been happening for a long, long time, and there have very rarely been big globes like this. Yeah, and I definitely know that there were some people who were really upset with, like, for example, what Joy was doing, right? So I know, like, people who were, you know, she was yelling at Punk one time during the the uh, Red Bull Battlegrounds last year, and I know people who were cheering for Punk were really frustrated by that, you know, but, you know, in, in a different circumstance, everyone's like, oh, that's really cool, and it's really funny, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right, exactly. When it's Wolf Crone and he's the heel, right? When it's right. not Goichi, you know, when it's Wolf Chrome, then it's like, yeah, yell at him and make him right. nervous kind of thing. So there's For kind sure, of a man. little bit of a weird double standard in that way. And I do feel like that, you know, uh, again, you can be upset at Kaba and Mena and the DR guys kind of the way, you know, like just like, that's not what you should do. But like, if you go like the extra mile and you start slandering their ethnicity or slandering, you know, the, the yeah, entire group, can. like that's, that's uncalled for at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I also think that I don't know how many of the people who were complaining so vociferously have been in that situation before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I have, you know, so have you. So, I mean, it's, we, again, not with as much down the line, obviously, but right. I've, I've sort of been in that, in that similar situation. Um, and I've, and I've seen it a thousand times. I, I don't know. So I guess I'm, I'm inclined to think that it's not as big of a deal, but it's not nothing. And, and we should, you should be willing to change a little mm-hmm. bit, and, and that's totally fine. And I think that if somebody asks the other person to quiet down, then they should. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I, I, anyway. Yeah. I don't, think it's that, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I think the two of us are kind of in the same agreement here. At, just at this point, it's like let's not ban it outright, but let's just yeah. Like I said, let's adapt. Let's adapt to the new For changing sure. times. That if someone says, please stop, that you just stop. Because like you said, at that point, if you keep going, then that means you're being kind of, uh, uh, you have, you know, intent to distract kind of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think I do think some of what I saw was was a little racist. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think that that happened. So yeah. that's something that we got to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Of course. Pretty much. So uh, do you want to just move on to the next topic then? So when I was kicked out of the League of Legends thing, look, <laughs> it, w- it wasn't like I was yelling as loud as possible to be a dick. That wasn't why. Uh-huh. It was because we were, my friends and I were just sort of cheering in the same way that we do at fighting game tournaments. Not, not even the Kaba style screeching, just cheering before something big happened. If there looked like there was going to be a hank or whatever, we would cheer loudly. Uh-huh. We cheered at random times, they thought they said that we weren't cheering at the right times. Uh, in part because we cheered, we bet on like who would get the first kill or whatever, and what time it would happen. You know, odds or evens, things like that. So it sounded to other people maybe like we were just cheering randomly, <laughs> when in fact we were. You know, there were reasons for it. And so we were asked to pipe down. We thought we did. Uh, <laughs> we we weren't silent for sure, but we thought we had tamped it down a bit and they disagreed uh and it turned out that um we were like next to a microphone or something that the <laughs> stream could hear really well we had no idea obviously about that stuff yeah the best uh, the best part I, I, haven't, I haven't been to a league event since then but they're you know they're like in stadiums now so right. i'm sure you can just be a, be as loud as you want to at this point i mean the best part of that story too is that one of them one of our one of your friends that was there i was not there but at etr yeah. when he was yeah. being escorted out of the stadium he was like 
I'm being, I'm, they're throwing me out for cheering for a video game, ladies and gentlemen. Like you said true. that to the audience, and the audience all cheered for him. So. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, uh, the, the audience that was there uh-huh. thought it was funny. And we actually got people to start betting on like odds and evens and stuff. They were really good time. I think another thing that contributed to us getting kicked out is that uh, Henry uh, had a Where's Team Marn sign. Team, you know, Marn had had a league team for right. a very period of time. And at this point, they were already done. And there was like a bunch of, there was a fiasco about him not playing players or something. Oh, right. Um, yeah, okay. So he, he went up to right behind the commentators and he had a big, like, Where's Team MRN sign. And I'm pretty sure they didn't like that either. So it may have been multiple things. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, is that is it an archive? I have no idea. That's, that's a, a good, good question. A good question. That'd be awesome if it was if it was available somewhere. So. Well, yeah, that's it's just like me cheering at Captain Cup and not realizing that I was right next to a mic and everybody hearing me yell for Ricky. Right. Uh-huh. It's the same exact phenomenon. Um, and <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to give any of that stuff up. But right. again, if somebody's if you're in if you're not in the crowd if you're sort of a few feet behind a player and you're being too loud and you're asked to be quiet and you don't pipe down a bit, you know, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, this kind of lends itself to the next topic here, you know. Uh, one of the reasons why I've talked about this adaptation thing is because I'm actually starting to get to a point right now where it's it's really frustrating hearing a lot of people talk about things in the fighting game community and being like, oh, this is not how it was like in the arcades. Like, oh, we yelled at each other in the arcades. You just had to get used yeah. to it. Or in the chat, everyone's like, why do you want to sanitize chat? I mean, we'll get into that in the sub-only chat. You know, it's because, right. you know, that's not fighting games community. It's arcade and blah, blah, blah. And there's just all this kind of like uh, weird concept between what people seem to think the arcade culture was and i really feel like sometimes that these people who are claiming that were never even there because i don't know well you you and i both know people who do claim to be og and and we had never seen them (laughs) until just you know oh not even oh nine but like later than that Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that phenomenon is real yeah and and you know look I get maybe my experience is different than a lot of other people, but I grew up in SoCal, okay? SoCal arcades were not necessarily the nicest place and everything like that. But one of the things that's driving me nuts is there seems to be this idea that being in the arcades really was about taking it, it to the parking lot and everyone fighting and everything like that, right? I mean, yeah, there are definitely instances of these kind of things happening, but for the most part, like... I think that people are kind of exaggerating what it was, and it was very different in the arcades because it was face-to-face. Sure. You know what I mean? There wasn't... You couldn't posture. You couldn't yell at somebody and get away with it. Like, if you yelled at somebody, you never know if that person had friends. Sure. Even if they were smaller than you. You know what I mean? Like, basically you couldn't like you really had to make sure that you could back yourself up and another thing too about you know arcade culture was that you know i I talk about this a lot you know no matter what if you had your quarter and you put it up on the machine you were allowed to play no like i feel like people think back then we chased people out of arcades you know what i mean or like you come to play in our territory and then we like kick him while he's on the floor and then we throw him in the, <laughs> yeah. you know th- like like basically what people did back in the arcades was um when you actually put the quarter up 
if we didn't like you, we just tried to beat your ass in the game in the most embarrassing way possible right. so you'd never come back. Right. But the thing about it is the players who did keep coming back, even if we beat them up, you kind of gain this weird respect for them. And then, you know, this happened with me too at UCLA. When I played at UCLA, there was a player who came to UCLA, was one of the strongest players. He played with Tomo and Watson and, you know, and LA Akira and all those guys named George. And yeah, he never talked to me. He gave me the stink eye every single time I saw him and everything. And he was really, really a jerk kind of to me, but more in the fact that he obviously just wouldn't acknowledge my existence kind of thing. Right. And then I started beating him. And randomly one day he's like, let me take you to this arcade where some other good players are. I want to show you, I want to, I want you to like show them how good you are. So, like it just changed. Wow. And then after that, we were friends, you know, like okay. every time we All saw right. each other, he'd be like, Hey, James, you know, wow. <laughs> it's really weird, but that's <laughs> what it was. You know, you earned the respect through the game. And, yeah. and what a lot of people seem to have this idea of the arcade culture was that it was just nothing but pure, like fighting and like nobody, like everyone physically kicking each other and stuff right. like that. You know, again, I mean, this is a, a weird thing for me to talk about because obviously Southern Hills Golfland ended up closing because someone got shot at the arcade. But that was over yeah. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It wasn't even a fighting game. Right. That's so weird. it's 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 just it's I don't think that people really understand the kind of arcade culture respect that was there you know and not only that but because there was only one cvs2 machine one third strike machine etc cetera, etc cetera, we played all the fighting games no, right, no, for sure. nobody was like oh this game sucks i mean people would say that but then that pe- did happen but right but most no, right. people played multiple games right exactly and and it wasn't like it just wasn't so negative like someone would just be like yeah i don't like that game you know what i mean and then that's kind of how it went and I mean, this is also coming from me, which I literally told somebody at Southern Hills Golfland one time, I was like, nobody likes you. Dang. <laughs> like, I actually got super mad at somebody one time. Wow. <laughs> and this is coming from me. But again, yeah. there was never any fisticuffs or anything like that. But, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of misunderstanding. And, and what a lot of people feel like the arcade culture was, was we are allowed to be mean to each other. We're allowed to be rude. We're allowed to talk shit to each other. And like I said, you were in the arcade. You were face to face. If you talk shit and couldn't back it up, you know, you would eat a fist. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And there was this mutual respect in the arcade. There was still always the order of the arcade, the law of the arcade, that if you put your quarter up, you can play. Like I said, that's my experience. I don't know if other people have had different experiences that are much more violent than my experiences, but that's kind of how I... I mean, I've I've definitely heard of people who have more, who had more violent experiences than you did or or than I did. Uh Uh, You know, you and I were playing at, you were at, UCLA. I was at UC Berkeley. Um, you then played at you know one of the best, strongest arcades that's like specifically for good players uh, in the country. Um, and I guess I did the same. And when I moved back to LA, uh, so I don't know how representative those are, but um, even from people who I've talked with who who do say that they did have more violent experiences, it, it's still you're like condensing what happened in 10 years into like the three most violent things that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it, it is true that occasionally people were beat up. Mm-hmm. I never saw that, but I do know people who, who did have that experience. 
Um, it is true, as you said, somebody got shot. Uh, I have heard of people getting stabbed, but these are like the the things that stand out to the person retelling it because they were the two or three craziest things they saw playing in the arcade for like ten years. So it's 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 not at all what the norm was. The norm the norm was definitely that. Uh, uh, people were reasonable. You you know, not always nice, but but reasonable, uh, and uh, rarely violent. Right. You know, mm-hmm. rarely violent. It happened, but it was rare. I mean, for it was me, definitely rare. The worst that I've ever had was someone at a Seven Eleven smacking me in the back of the head. They were definitely mad at me uh, for for kind of laughing about how a round ended when I killed them in a weird way. Okay. Um, and then also <laughs> at a UCLA tournament for hyper fighting, mind you. And this is like years, years later where throwing is not even cheap anymore. Like some guy <laughs> actually was like, I was playing Zangief and I okay. SPD'd him and he'd be like, you better not throw me again. And, like, I thought he was joking, okay? Because, like, that's the joke that you make when you play hyper-fighting, right? So I was like, ha, huh? and I SPD him again. And he literally stood up out of his 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 stool and, like, kind of lurched over me. And I just looked at him and was like, everybody in this arcade is my friend. <laughs> you are going to die if you try anything right now. No, that's, that's a good response. Yeah, and, and like afterwards, he like I guess afterwards he was like, yeah, I didn't know who you were. So, you know, me and my friends just don't like to play cheap. I'm like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Scrub, yeah. come on, dude. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that similar stuff happened to me. Uh, I remember playing Vega and Super Turbo, and I just did, like, walk up stand short grab like it however many times mm-hmm. um, not not even anything fancy and i wasn't even like wall dive stuff and uh and yeah the guy got mad and you know didn't want to deal with it uh that actually happened not long ago in 2017 when uh i went to a one of those barcades oh, no. yeah they had hyper fighting there and uh i was playing boxer and the other guy was whatever and I did. I did a headbutt loop. Oh right! Uh-huh. And then the dude was mad in 2017. So you know, whatever. That, that stuff that happened to me, I don't know. Certainly fewer than half a dozen times ever. Right. In in 15 plus years of, of playing fighting games uh, in in arcades. So it, it's it's very rare. Um, for the most part, it's certainly at least in my experience. People were pretty nice. Yeah, uh, I, I was really shy, and so I didn't make many friends at the arcade at the time. But um, everybody else was making friends, and they, and I'm sure they would have been open to having me be friends with them. I was just weird about it. Uh, there, there were, there were definitely weirdos who were treated a little bit differently. Like we had uh, this, we had CCG, the crazy Chinese guy, um, at at Berkeley, who, who was, uh, you know, he would be like begging out on the street for a quarter, and then he'd come in and play, and he would just like Jesus. mash as maximum as possible, and you know, play whatever. Wait, that uh, wasn't had... that wasn't William Hung, right? Those no, that different... wasn't William Hung. But I was just gonna say we also had William Hung, who you know we didn't like actively rip on until he went on to the whatever show that was. Um, so in in general, people were like reasonable, right? And, and you know, is, like, is the point. 
there were times where I would go to the Southern Hills Golf Land, and you know, there were times where I probably partially just really didn't like Vi because he, I couldn't beat him, and I would just get so frustrated trying to fight against him. And you know, like you would lose one game, you got to go to the back of the line and wait 15, you know, like 25 minutes, 30 minutes for your turn to come back up. But no matter what happened, no matter how frustrated anybody got with each other, after the arcade closed at like 2 or 3 a.m., one of the favorite parts was everybody going to Denny's or Norm's afterwards. Right. And it would be those same guys who were all like trying to beat each other up and getting mad at each other sitting there and complaining to each other's faces and talking about strategy or even not even talking about fighting games at all. And that was probably like I never skipped that because mm -hmm. it was one of the best parts of the night was hanging out with everybody and eating sure. that dinner. And even though I would get home at like 5 a.m. and have to go to work the next day, you know, it was, uh, it was painful and stuff. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's the way it was. So, I mean, honestly, as much as there was the negative aspect of the, the arcade culture, what a lot of people don't talk about is the positive aspect of it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of friends that I've made, like if I wasn't for Southern Hills golf land, I wouldn't know guys like Vissant. I wouldn't know guys like Vi. I wouldn't know, you know, a ton of these guys. And you know, these are people that to this day, if I see, I can just be like, yo, what up? You know, and we're, 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 we're still great friends. And, that's that's what a lot of people are not talking about in the arcade culture, which is why I kind of titled it Arcade Culture Myths. There's just this weird thing now that everybody seems to try to, 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 to paint the arcade culture as this really evil, violent, like crazy, yeah. you know, ex exclusive, exclusionary kind of craziness. Yeah. Oh, but, you, you know, you wouldn't have stuck around if that's right. how it was. Exactly. I wouldn't have stuck around if that's how it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think the point of all this is that in in trying to decide what is important about the FGC now and what's worth keeping, a big part of it is we want to carry on aspects of arcade culture that we liked. Yes. Uh, and so in in having that discussion, you have to be accurate about what arcade culture was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't everybody being a jerk. There were times <laughs> when people were jerks. But primarily, it was about people uh, playing video games with each other and mostly getting along at least reasonably, mm -hmm. and and people being able to play regardless of you know what color they were, whether they were gay or straight or yeah. whatever. Uh -huh. um, it, I feel like that; those are like the much more important sides of it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it, it was it was about you know you could you could certainly rip on people, but that's a little different than. Uh, than like outright attacking. I mean, that's not, it's not really the same thing. You, you don't, when you rip on somebody, I mean, your, your intention may be to like make them feel bad, but it's not kind of in the same way as like an actual attack. You're, you're saying that they are terrible at game or whatever. Maybe they smell, who knows, but it's, it's, there's a, an aspect of ribbing in it. That's, you know, sort of at least minimally jovial. That's not the same as just outright attacking. So that, I think I think that's yeah. So I mean, yeah. back in the arcades, sure. If you saw someone new, you might give them the side eye and just really want to see if they could prove themselves. Well, of but course, yeah. today, you know, if you see a new person at an event, you, you know, you, you're nice to them, and and that's like it's not that we're softening up or that we're you know, oh my god, like we got to maintain this arcade culture, and every new person who comes in, we've got to be skeptical of them. Like, yeah, be welcoming to people. The the fact that we're trying to make the FGC open and welcome 
to people to try to remove a lot of the negativity. Yeah. You know, that's like I said, it's a it's adaptation. It's what we're good at, and, and, and that's the reason why we play fighting games because we're good at mm-hmm. adaptation. We're not stubborn, and to be stuck in things that are no longer useful, right? It's like playing. It's like playing Street Fighter Four, coming from Third Strike, and thinking that you can jump all day because of parries, mm. right? And Which if you don't, did. yeah, yeah, exactly. And people did at first. And if you don't stop jumping in that game, you'll never win. And so you got to adapt to what what the what the situation is. So there is there's it's not mutually exclusive to be a better environment and still maintain the arcade culture. Both of those things can coexist. And yeah. again, I, I, like from my position, I'm going to keep trying to make sure that that happens. You know, that's sure. just from what I can do with it. So for sure. Uh, yeah. So people asking about the William Hung story, I've, I know I've told it a lot, but <laughs> if you haven't heard it, uh, Sky William Hung, you know, on Who's that show? American Idol. American Idol, of course. Uh, he, you know, he was the famous, like, she bang, she bang, yeah, this guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Terrible at singing, obviously horrible. Uh, he used to come into the into the Berkeley Arcade, the Barricade, uh, and he, he was not good at fighting games, but he came in and played, and, like, nobody hated him or whatever. He just wasn't very good. Uh, we thought he was a little weird because he always played exactly the same way never seemed to <laughs> learn or get better or anything right um, which we always thought was like kind of like weird i guess but not we weren't like attacking him or anything like that and then uh yeah then uh during college he he went on american idol that was while he was in school still um i remember he it's true that he did win a dorm singing contest before he went on american idol that's part of why he felt like he could go on american idol uh, unfortunately, he was the only person who entered the dorm singing contest. <laughs> so, oh, you know, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, um, from what I heard, he dropped out of Berkeley to pursue his singing career, which is kind of a bummer. Ooh, okay. That didn't go well. And then I, but I heard that he was going to CSUN. Okay. This is some years ago at this point, so okay. hopefully it's all figured out now. But yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> it, was, it was super weird. Uh, all the, you know, we were just watching TV. I was, like I said, I wasn't really friends with the arcade guys. I was too shy. So I was just with my, like, other friends. We were watching TV, and we saw an ad for American Idol, and it was that guy on the TV. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know? So I went on SRK into the barricade thread, and people had posted the same exact thing. They couldn't believe it's that guy. That yeah, was him. It's awesome. Definitely weird. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anyway. Okay. I'm sure he got laid a lot. <laughs> he bangs, he bangs. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, do you want to just jump over to the next kind of, uh, it's kind of tangentially related. Sure. Uh, uh, is the sub only chat thing that uh, Spooky did during, um, during NCR this weekend. And I know, like, I, I wasn't aware of anything that would, uh, what happened until I saw Spooky write a bunch of series of tweets and he was just like you know what like he was kind of frustrated with the whole thing because he was just like look the chat was really terrible it was just everyone saying i hate this game when's this game when's that game etc etc and then like he was also saying that like for some reason even though team spooky is one of the most watched channels in all of twitch you know like it 
just has no subs, <laughs> you know? And so once he moved it to sub mode only, he got like 200 extra subs and stuff like that. And it's not, it's not cheap doing the kind of stuff that they're doing, you know? Oh man, no. And, and uh, I mean, the FGC, FGC is still very poverty, right? And so, you know, a lot of people I know kind of got mad at him and everything like that. But again, I was really happy to kind of see him do that because I know on Twitter, I railed about it recently about the really annoying thing that's happening now which is everybody's always talking about i hate this game like that's what yeah. the chat is mostly now is this game sucks hey look how many views this other game got this game sucks this game sucks and this game sucks like it's just i i like i said i want to make the fgc a more welcoming environment and seeing that in chat if you're new to the fgc just doesn't help you know <laughs> it doesn't yeah. And, and, and a lot of people have said when they go to their first events, they're always like, wow, this is nothing like the chat. Like, I didn't think it would be like this. You know, everyone's super cool, you know, and it, it's such a different environment from the chat to being actually there. And again, I know a lot of the people in the chat are always just like, you need a thicker skin and blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, what, just don't be an asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, there's just there's no like. Why? Let's try to just do what we can to make it a more welcoming environment. I just, I just don't see what's wrong with that. So. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. I've been, you know, that's, that's fine to me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it, it, we need to do more than just put, put it on sub modes. So, you know, there's more stuff to attack at the roots. Uh, like. You know, trying to get people to recognize that other games are are also fun, mm -hmm. even if you don't like them that much. Just let other people have their fun. Right. Um, so I feel like I feel like we have to work more on that. And that's not it. Just by the way, uh, when uh, when Dawn, when Yohosi was playing on stream, I mean, she was getting the same crap that you know anybody who's transgender or or a woman or whatever um, gets whenever they're on stream. You know, or just if they're not like a like a white guy, you know. <laughs> Even if it's a black guy, there's like the trihex faces constantly. Right, right. There's, there's, there's more. There's more stuff that to sort of get at the root that we need to do. But at the same time, totally fine with with uh, sub mode and and making it. Uh, you know, I get that as somebody watching, you want to type in the chat. I do the same thing. You know, I I type in the chat even when it, there's. 50,000 people in there <laughs> and I know that nobody's going to get to see me and all I'm saying is like whoa I do that too right you know, that's, yeah oh that's yeah fun. absolutely that's definitely fun I wanted, so to, I I wanted to respond to someone who was typing the newch in chat except they didn't newt. put a t in there so I was mad so I wanted to write to him that it should be n-e-u-t-c-h but I wasn't a sub so I couldn't bummer yeah yeah no I mean <laughs> uh, I, get, I get why it's frustrating but at the same time uh, I'm I'm fine with cutting out some of that crap, and you know I'm I'm often on team slash pop out, you know, mm -hmm. typing that URL slash pop out and just watch it because I if the if the stream gets too big then even I don't even bother typing whoa in the chat just right. just watch so mm -hmm. um, that's it's no, not a big deal to me and and I really want for Spooky to get financial support it's. As you said, it's really expensive. Uh, Arturo was talking a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. He thinks that he probably has twenty thousand dollars or more worth of of uh, equipment 
which is a huge amount right uh just incredible and and even some streamers you don't think of as being like the team spooky level of streaming or even nyc furby or whatever they also have five digits worth of, of equipment they also do so even people who will stream weekly and they're getting a few hundred people to watch or, or if that they have also invested a huge amount of money in this because they, they want to make it work so it's it's not an easy thing to do that's for sure and if we can support them a little bit better then i'm all for it you know i i, I sub to a couple of folks for exactly that same reason yeah i mean when i had my day job i subbed continuously to ie battlegrounds and a bunch of other channels right so obviously i can't do that now but i mean Long story short, though, I mean, like, a lot of people sometimes ask me, like, oh, hey, what are the headphones that Spooky uses and stuff like that? And every time I give them the answer, it's like this crazy Sennhauser kind of thing for the commentators. And you go to Amazon, yeah. those headsets are like 250 or $300. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, even more than that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Callisto is one of the people I'm thinking of. Callisto yeah, um, has a giant amount invested in streaming mm -hmm. and and he doesn't get the viewership to make that financially worthwhile so um I'd, I'd love for there to be more support and at the same time uh you know have chappy a little bit less gross right uh, it's it, you know you're not you're not going to get everybody on the internet to always be nice right you know, there's there's going to be jerks in there it's just it's going to happen even in best case scenarios that's still it still will survive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so although like i said i do think we have to attack some of those roots a little bit and try and try to make it make it better you're never gonna get 100 percent cool right it's just not gonna happen so i'm i'm all right with with having sub mode yeah on it's by the way he's not always gonna have it on sub mode mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he said that he's gonna have it on sundays finals days but rest of the event maybe not other events certainly not you know his own streaming at home not not going to do that so it's not like he's completely uh isolating himself right it's just going to be those big days where there's big viewership mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah it's like you said tr probably trying to attack some of the roots of the problem is probably a little more important but again yeah. again um i just again it's like i you know what i my train of thought is a little messed up right now, so I've completely forgot what I was going to say now all of a sudden, but continue forward. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, even just here in the Ultra Gen studio, like the amount of money that I've spent on random things in here has been pretty crazy. You yeah. know, it's been pretty ridiculous. So. Yeah, not, not easy. Yeah, but, you know, hopefully, uh, one of the things that I just really hope and, and, and I kind of want to do this as a series of uh, videos as well. Like, you know, I've, I've always been teaching people how to play fighting games. I actually want to try to teach people how to watch fighting games. Like, <laughs> if you don't know Tekken, this is what you should look for, the very basics. If you don't know mm -hmm. Injustice, this is what you should look for. And that way, maybe when you're watching them, you don't get so bored and you don't feel the temptation to go in the chat and, you know, be a, you know just try to troll everybody. <laughs> by telling everybody how crappy a game is, so. Yeah, uh, I, I think Curly W brings up a good point, which is that Street Fighter V is on Capcom Fighters channel, Justice is on the NRS's channel. Isn't Tekken on? Yeah, Tekken you're now? right, it is on Tekken nowadays, yeah. So so even if you're spooky and you're, and you're trying to depend on ad revenue or, or 
subs or something. Um, there are fewer opportunities even on finals day to get uh, people looking at your stream. Right. Um, I you know I want to I want to point out that when there is a Capcom Fighter stream or a uh, NetherRealm Studios stream, um, they're they're paying people. It's not like they're doing it for free. Right. So it's not maybe as bad as if it were if it were just they were just completely excising. <laughs> leeching off of them. Right. Yeah. That's not what's happening. They're 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 doing they're doing a pretty right, good job. Right. So, but but it is true that there are fewer opportunities for people to to see Team Spooky, the channel, on on finals days than there used to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I guess that's all for that one. You want to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go into the results of NCR and all that, uh, an anime ascension, as well as Bum's birthday, all taking place this weekend. Uh, of course, Tekken channels only for master events, which um, NCR was not? Yeah, NCR was not a master event. It was on go. Team Spooky. Team Spooky was actually go. streaming it there. So Yeah, and same for Street Fighter and, and Injustice. Yeah. Okay. All right, anyway, yeah, let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back. Pizza. Go to the break. Go to the break. There we go. All right, everybody. Oh, my God, David is gone. Where's the Skype window? What? There you are. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. I'm James Chen. I'm Ultra David. Are we doing this again? Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess, how's everybody going? I guess we don't need to do this again. You're right. Okay. Well, uh, I forgot to put it up there before the break, but I have it up there now, which is the uh, Street Fighter V patch came out today. So it was announced on April 1st, which is, of course, the worst day to announce anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, SageM and Steve assured that it was not a joke. And sure enough, the patch notes came out that night at midnight. And two days later and earlier today... They updated the servers, and there we have it. We have a new version of Street Fighter V, and um, yeah. a lot of angry people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen this much vitriol to a patch in some time, I would say. Really? Because, I feel like it happens every time. Uh, well, I mean, like, because now everybody is talking about how, like, uh, it's patching too often, and da-da-da. I mean, oh. like, if it's anything like last year, this is probably the last patch for the year, right? I, I'm surprised that everyone's like mad that oh i spent all this time learning my character like yeah. if you went by what happened last year you kind of figured that maybe something like that would happen this year right well so, it wasn't like three weeks into the season or whatever this one is wasn't it i thought it was pretty fast last time was it like right after final round last year or ncr i don't think it was that early i feel like it was in like late spring okay i don't know but um yeah the patch the patch notes are out and a lot of people are mad but again like like a lot of people in chat are saying it's probably just par for the course at this well i do think it happens every time right. yeah last year's patch was after combo breaker thank you oh it was after combo breaker day like i okay. really think it was pretty late okay okay uh, yeah it was even before evo okay yeah it, again not not same period of time in any case what, uh, what what's your take on it right now? I mean, how are you feeling about this patch at this point? Uh, I just think it's haphazard. I think that's I think that's the thing biggest thing that comes away for me. Uh, I feel like there's there's very little that ties together SF5's 
balanced choices. I, I just don't, I, I don't understand it. I am not sure there is a reason. I'm not, I'm not sure that that exists. I'm not sure that there's like an overarching, here's what we're doing this time and why. I just, I've, I've never thought that about Capcom games. I never thought that about like any fighting game until five or six years ago. Some right. some games started to do it, uh, and and now there's like a whole stream that NRS has whenever they put a patch out. Ki had very detailed explanations for why things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think that, that exists for Street Fighter. Yeah, so I I, I bet you that's more Japanese culture than anything. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, very very possible. Uh, wasn't like Johnny buffed or something wild in. Guilty Gear recently? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like even. Oh, you know, I, Chip I just, keeps getting stronger, and Johnny keeps getting stronger in in the rev patches, and people are yeah, confused. Yeah, like about nobody that. understands that. Right. Uh huh. Right. So, and and it's it's not it's not even like they're just making the popular characters good. That, that's not even what it's. It's not like reuse the best. Right? It's not like Chun <laughs> right. the best. It's. I just don't think there's like a real cohesive. Yeah. understanding or, or game plan for for sf patches so that and this i think very much backs this up some characters get better or worse and it just feels like it's haphazard mm-hmm. so i'm i'm fine with some of the things fine with nerfing rashid a little bit i'm fine with nerfing abigail a little bit well i didn't think he should have been buffed anyway if you recall some some people were saying that they feel like rashid got uh ibuki'd or gnashed you know well, that's like, what i was gonna say yeah i feel like they uh, well i'm fine with him being nerfed I, I wouldn't have nerfed as many things as they did about him. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wanted EX Eagle Spike to not go through. They wanted it to bounce off, right? That was like a pretty common request for nerf, nerfing Rashid, and they did that. But then they did like a, like fifty other things, right? Uh, so I I don't know. There's a lot of weird choices in there. They they gave Zangief just hard to understand useless stuff. Hey, you can uh, headbutt cancel into EX SPD now. Come on. <laughs> not not just that. You can also do neutral jump headbutt, then juggle with forward fierce or lariat. Oh, okay, okay. But those that's never right. will come up. That's right. That's if you if somebody does a dragon punch in the corner and you block it with them in the corner, then you can do those things. It's like just not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for him, why would you? You could just do a crush counter or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I guess they they didn't they didn't nerf how much damage crush counters do, but that's I'm sure still more than neutral jump headbutt right, right. as a punish. So, um, I I don't understand that at all. They they continued to change his Tundra Storm the the counter, which nobody cares about. So I just don't think that there's an overarching reason for any of this stuff. I just I feel, it really feels like somebody like somebody's assigned to Zangief and they're like. <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do, and then everybody else is like, "Okay, well, I'm fine. Here's what I did with Minat, the Cami guy is everybody's favorite in the room, and he's like, "Here's what I'd like to do with Cami," and everybody's like, "Yes, for sure, <laughs> right? Whatever you'd like, Cami guy." So it just it doesn't seem like there's anything that's that binds it all together. So that's that's what I'm upset about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do I, I do think that the patch is uh, like not great in some ways in terms of what the balance will end up being. But I don't think it's going to be terrible. I still feel like right, it's going to be right. a reasonably balanced game. It's just, I just don't understand it. And that, I feel, is just bad. At this point, we're in 2018 now. Other companies have been explaining their patch notes for half a dozen years. Mm-hmm. You've got to get on board at this point. Right. And, 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 and like, I don't understand why they decided to nerf all the V reversals to 17 frames. 
I would have rather yeah. had them all sped up to 15, to be honest of course. with you. Speed them up, please. And then the crush counter thing that they nerfed the damage, that really wasn't what people were frustrated about, right? It was their utility. I don't think anybody's going to miss the damage off of a Urian standing fierce in the mid-screen. It still makes footsies really awkward, you know what I mean? So I don't think nerfing the damage fixes the, the, the complaints from a lot of people about crush counters. And then obviously there's Cammy. I don't, like, the only thing I can understand, uh, and, you know, the reason why I sent out those tweets earlier today really was me just trying to bait people, right? <laughs> I was just yeah, trying, because okay. the thing is, I was like, maybe they buffed her because they were trying to cater to the casuals, because sixth highest character used only under Ryuken and Akuma, who are always going to be the number one characters, Sakura, who was brand new, and Guile, who's super popular. So she's number six, but she also had the fourth lowest win percentage, right? Yeah. So I knew if I presented that right away, everyone would be like, that's stupid. You shouldn't balance this character towards, you know, casuals. It should only be for pros. So I asked that question first, and uh, I got a 50-50 response. People were like, casuals, you, and then everyone's like, you should kind of consider both. So then I represented the poll with that information, and suddenly it changed to two to one that you should only balance it for the pros. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was just really kind of testing how people were going to respond to that, you know, because honestly, I feel like that is maybe why Capcom did it, you know, buff Cami is because she has the fourth lowest win percentage on CFN, you know, only to Sakura Blanca, who nobody knows, and Minot, who nobody can play. But the thing about it is it's a terrible idea. You cannot balance characters based off of their CFN win percentages like you just can't because the more that people play them the less well that they're going to do that's just general logic right yeah, there yeah, and then, more of the players are going to be not great right and then secondly like the the, the net code is just it's it ruins the statistics right, right. like the, the the net code is not good enough that you can go by those percentages and so if that's what they're doing i think that's a mistake you know, uh, Cammy honestly did not need that V trigger one buff. I oh, mean, I, I think it's silly. I almost think it's silly now because yeah. one of the weaknesses that she had was that standing medium kick and crouching medium kick when canceling the V trigger only got her uppercut. And that was it. So if you wanted to fish with those buttons in the V trigger, you didn't get anything off of it. If you wanted to combo into the critical art, you had to do crouching strong or standing fierce into V trigger. But now I can do standing medium kick, V trigger, uppercut, dive kick, super, and I don't know. Does that work like, from the ground like that? What's that? Does that work from the ground if, you, if the opponent's grounded? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would assume that it would because it looked like I, you. I have, only uh, saw it as an anti-air, but I don't know that mm. it needs to be an anti-air. Yeah, I saw, I saw it off of the the lift upper target combo, which also pops them up into the air. Now that you mentioned it. I really don't know either way. I'm just asking. Okay, I'll, I'll test it out. I'll. Oh, someone says it does not work, huh? Ah. So it does not work, uh, according to Celia. But if, according to Home Muffin, that uh, info was doing it. So there are situations where it can link into EXDP or Super. Yeah, the dive kick has to hit twice, and there seemed to be a pretty decent variance on the timing of when you huh. can do the dive kick. So okay. I'm wondering if there's a way to control. I haven't had a chance to mess with the patch. I was driving home from my parents' house earlier today, and I got stuck in traffic, so I haven't had a chance to mess with it. But um, uh, but it sounds like, okay, so if it only works off of the lift-upper combo or roundhouse counter combos, maybe, but still. Well, it also works as an anti-air. That's what I first saw it as. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, anti-DP into dash kick. Right, which 
is kind of a waste because you could just uppercut in the super right away, right, and save the second half um, for probably almost the same amount of damage, to be honest with you. Um, if it doesn't work off of crouching medium kick and standing medium kick against a grounded opponent, maybe it's not so terrible outside of just giving her better positioning after the uppercut, but I don't think Kami's would use that anyway because the dive kick juggle, if it hits all hits, barely does any damage. It puts you in a good position, but I feel like you would sacrifice that just to have the, the, the Vitrier dive kick still intact. So, But it's, it, in any case... Nobody asked for it. Right. Uh -huh, nobody uh -huh. needed it. Whether it's, you know, as a buff, even if it's any kind of buff, nobody thinks that she needs to be buffed, right? Like, <laughs> right. I, I've, I've read some people think that she's not top five. They may think that she's high tier, but nobody thinks she's worse than that. Right. And I, I think she's one of the best. I th I've been saying all season long that I think she's top three or so. Right. But... um. I honestly didn't think she needed the buff at all. Like I sure. obviously I, I am a cami player and you know what? Honestly, like there someone act, I must be like in my like sleepwalking into the Capcom headquarters and bribing hella people because cami and Monat didn't get touched. And those are both my characters. Like they got buffed. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like seriously, this, this patch was like the James Chen patch. Like I don't understand it, you know, but, um, yeah. She... Well, I mean, I'm I'm okay with some of the stuff they did. Like, I feel that the Abigail changes are are fine. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They they made it so that crouching short, stand short doesn't link anymore. It's right. Fine. Didn't like, that was weird. Honestly, uh, it didn't need to be. Like, it wasn't like that before. And I already thought he was strong in season two. Uh, I'm not a big fan of crouching short not being cancelable into special moves. It's only cancelable into trigger. Right. But it's not that big of a deal because. Crouching short stand jab still does go into uh, Abigail punch. Just has at less same time, range. Just has less range now. A little less range, yeah. 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 Uh, at the same time, they they made V trigger two deal more damage. Um, mm -hmm. They they made it so that Abigail punch without mashing it mid screen he now gets free dash up into into true pressure. Mm -hmm. You know he he beats three framers, which he he could not do before. Right. Um, so so. On the one hand, he's a little bit worse. He has less stun output. Mix-ups are a little bit weaker, but he gets to continue pressure better more often. So I'm, you know, I think it's fine. Uh, it's that said, although I think it's fine, I don't think it's what people were complaining about when it comes to Abigail. What people were complaining about was wild damage, and that still exists. Well, the the stun at least is down a little. The stun bit. is down. That's so true. That'll but he help still, a little bit. still has you know, two-thirds life combos, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's still there. So right. he, it's, I'm I, think it's I think it's weird because... I'm, I'm glad though, because I, I was I was so scared they were going to, I, I was so scared they were going to just completely delete Abigail from the game, and I'm yeah. really happy that, you know, they didn't. For so, sure, yeah. for sure. And it's true, I think Zeku has some cool new stuff. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. there, there are some, there are some good things in here. But then it, there's stuff that just doesn't make any sense. Zangief gets useless stuff. Uh, Fang got got some a nerf or whatever. Um, a lot of people are talking about Ed. You know, uh, I'm still torn on Ed because some people were saying that his V skill might uh, be buffed and might actually be really much more useful in footsies. But you know, and I know some people were saying that they thought Ryu was buffed, but the yeah. but the meter change changed it from 
nine max fireballs to eight max fireballs. Right. Realistically, seven max fireballs. Right. So, um, and now the uppercut drains it too. So I'm not sure what they were trying to do, but I mean, we'll wow. see what kind of crazy combos people come up with now with the extra juggle potential on the the step, the the, the dinky kick and such. So right. Uh, they did make Sakura better, mm-hmm. but then they made Laura worse, and they had already done that in season right. three. Like Laura now has she's in counter hit state when she dashes, and mm-hmm. she's less she has less frame advantage after grab. Like she, she, I just don't I don't get it. She can't she can't do the fireball dash under thing anymore right. off the early set anymore. They they right. increased her collision box for some strange reason, and yeah, I thought it was a really cheap tactic, but I I was cool with it because it, they turned it into a three bar V trigger. Right, exactly. Right? It was already there. So, right, I mean like. Bison, when he had the three bar in season one and two, like you were okay with it being as cheap as it was because I mean, honestly, that V trigger was super cheap, but it was just so hard to get and use, you know? So Laura felt the same way. So I had no problem with that. So I don't know why they took that away. I'm with you. Uh, So again, I'm okay with some of the changes, but others are very confusing. And I just don't think that there's an overall game strategy. I just really feel like it's haphazard and I'm and I'm tired of that. So that's that that's my complaint. If, even if it ended up being that the game was more balanced, I'd be happy with that. I doubt it, but I'd be happy with that. But I'd still be upset that I'd feel like it anything can happen for any reason and that there's no rhyme or reason to it. And that's that sucks. It sucks for everybody. It sucks it sucks for every every level of player. It sucks for pro players of course because they may have sunk in a lot of time into a character mm-hmm. who just ends up dead next week for right. no reason um i, I saw it, i think i saw choco blanca talk about colleen like getting killed and now momochi you know might be kind of screwed right yeah he might learn zeku now or whatever mm-hmm. uh, so that, that sucks for pro players it also sucks for everybody else because no nobody like if you're if you're the kind of player who doesn't you're not super competitive but you follow it a little bit mm-hmm. Uh, you just know that your character got worse. And that might not be like super impactful to ha- whether you win or not, because maybe you're not winning much anyway. But it just doesn't feel good mm-hmm. to know that your character got worse. Nobody likes that. <laughs> uh, and, and to not have a good explanation for it is just not good enough anymore. It just really is not good enough anymore. Yeah. I mean, I saw you talk about us on Twitter, how you were saying that you feel like kind of like, you know, with basketball or, or NHL or anything, they've got like the players committee that can kind of interact with the yeah i want i want some some recourse or or some some skin in the game because because the players already have a lot of skin in the game and they don't have any i don't have any say in anything Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. they're 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 like weirdly powerless i feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know. It might just be an issue ultimately that underlies esports. That it's you know ultimately we're tied to product cycles, and this is all just a capitalist exercise. And it's it's not, it's not like just basketball. The game exists somewhere, and anybody can play it. <laughs> That's not how it is. It's 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 a product right. that is trying is somebody wants to sell, and they want to maintain their rights in it. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, don't, I don't know how you. I don't know how you. Uh, give the players some some rights but i really feel like they need something and that might not be that they can force their changes through but maybe more that uh 
a set of players who are, you know, considered trustworthy. Maybe not everybody, uh, but some players are out there who can be a little bit more dispassionate about buffs and nerfs to different characters. I mean, honestly, like maybe they might even want to talk to some. Like, I mean, obviously. I'm already on that uh, patch staff, but you know, talk to commentators because we don't play as much anymore, so it doesn't necessarily benefit us. Of course, I'm joking about that, obviously, because of the cami buffs. But you know, um, yeah, right. Like, but you know, because that's the hardest part is that it's it's really hard to find pro players who can be unbiased about the buffs, you know, and the changes and stuff like that. And all of that, I think, is is what makes it really, really tough. And and again, I feel like also a lot of it is that. You know, Capcom Japan probably just has a completely different idea. Maybe they are going off of CFN statistics. Yeah. They probably have all sorts of data about this move landing this many times, how many times this speed trigger has been used, et cetera, et cetera. And they're probably basing it off that instead of basing it off of any sort of realistic tournament data. Uh, you know, the poll that I put up, should we consider casuals or should it balance yeah. mostly towards the pros? I mean, I actually kind of lean more towards the pros because I, I agree with a lot of people that I don't think the casuals are really going to, you know, understand a lot of the changes. However, I also agree with a lot of people who say that, you know, we should also focus on trying to make the game fun. You know what well, I mean? Of course. Just like, yeah, I mean, like, it, it has to be both. And I don't mean to imply that I think that it's easy to balance or design a game. I know it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't I, done it, but I've talked with many people who have. They say it's all hard. Right. But that's, that's a separate issue. What I, what I need, what I really feel like players need, is to have some say. And mm-hmm. again, whether that's just to veto stupid changes or, or to be <laughs> at least like accounted to, here's why we're making the changes. Right. Something in there. It, it can't just be that you wake up and you find that the character you've been using is gone. That just doesn't. It's just not reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And 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 I don't. I don't like that. Players have to depend on the developer to be nice about it. Right. I just. I think. I feel like that. That's. It's risky because you're going to get some that who are really nice and cool about it, uh, and you're going to get some who make terrible choices. And. I mean, there. there I, I just don't think that it's good enough to not for the players to not have any recourse. There was already stories of it, how in MVC three, one of the main combat designers was one of the biggest Devil May Cry fans, which is why Dante and Virgil ended up so powerful. Uh, apparently, one of the main battle designers in Guilty Gear is a Faust was a former Faust player, and that's why like Faust has been good in like every game and stuff. So it's you. It's really hard to avoid that accidental bias. In well, a lot of ways. What, what I, my, my take on that is not necessarily that they're trying to make Faust or whatever the best character. Mm-hmm. It's more that they are they understand what it takes for the character to be reasonable, mm-hmm. and other people may not be there to fight right. for whatever. Exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah, there's not like uh-huh. the Potemkin guy in there who's like, look, uh-huh. why has Potemkin been bad this whole time? Like, can we get something? There's that guy isn't in there. There's the Faust guy. Right. So if he he asks for something for Faust. If there were more people who were in that process, who cared about the characters, uh, or who have an understanding of playing a game at a high level, mm-hmm. and I really feel like there would be less uh, just haphazard balance patching. Right. So, again, though, uh, everybody likes Ryu and Ken, and they're not great in SF5, e- even still. So, like, I feel like there probably is the Ryu guy who's like, hey, let's have Ryu go- be good. <laughs> but let's have like we can't have Ken be bad, but 
they're just not good enough at fighting for whatever it is. Right. And in fact, a lot of the... I don't know it. Like the buffs... I don't know. That's all I can think of. Right. So like some of the buffs to uh, Ken were like, hey, look, he's got these cool new combos. And it's like, that's not where his problem lies. So the guys who are in charge of... There's like perhaps no Mike Z or no Keats you know, with the kind of overall knowledge of the game and understanding how everyone interacts with each other and how the changes affect characters and stuff. It it really seems like everyone's doing it in their own box, you know, and it's just, they're just like, this would be neat to do. And in fact, a lot of times when I sit here and, and and I see a lot of the changes, I sometimes almost predict to myself that these were all features that were in beta versions that they took out and then they just kind of put back in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it just sometimes some of these changes feel like, oh, like, oh, now I can cancel, like, uh, Nikali can cancel special move into V Trigger. I bet you that was in a build before season one came out and they just took it away and now they're just like, oh, let's put it back because this is already something that we can do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I bet you Uppercut was cancelable in the dive kick for Cammy a long time ago. Yeah. You know, be. because all of her moves were supposed to link into each other, it felt like, in the first place, right? And so maybe that was there in the first place. But they were like, this is too good. But then they're like, the guy who was buffing Cam- or changing Cammy was probably like, let's make her interesting by giving her this new combo route. And, and, and you know, maybe they didn't realize it could combo into Super or what, but... I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird, and 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 hope. I wish that they had a more cohesive battle planner across the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe that is Woshige, but I'm yeah, not it sure. It is, and obviously he's a really good player. It's just that there's. I just well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if Woshige himself would like to have more consistency. Mm-hmm. That, I don't I don't know that to be the case at all, but it just it just seems to me like it's. It's too haphazard for somebody who knows how to play fighting games so well to to end up with. But, right. Like I just, I mean, what do they do to Zangief? I mean, again, that's not even that. <laughs> they didn't like nerf him badly. It's just they didn't do anything to him. Right. He's just the same weak character. He had changes why. for the sake of having changes, basically. Yeah. 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 So that's that's my issue with it. I don't know that it'll it'll be much less balanced. I think it may be a little bit so, but I just don't like it maybe more out of principle than, than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. I'm, I'm happy for some people. Like, uh, in a weird way, I'm happy for guys like LPN and Cool Kid because hopefully Abigail, now when they win with them, people won't be mad at them. You know what no, I mean? For like, sure, for sure people I don't, will hate it. I don't like what people are doing to like Problem X and all these other guys, oh, you know, crazy. for using these characters and getting mad at them or whatever like that. But, you know, may, hopefully that makes it so that their skill winning with Abigail now will be appreciated and stuff like that. So, yeah, obviously there are a lot of stuff that I do like, but um, I mean, honestly, the thing that stands out to me the most is the Cami buff. I like Manat, everyone's saying now we're going to see a million Manats. Probably not because she's not oh, yeah. as straightforward to use. But Cami, God, we are going to see Cami's all over the place now, yeah, in my should. opinion. So, yeah. You should. Yeah. Uh, to mention Fang, somebody just asked me to talk about Fang, KFC. Uh, same same thing as Zingief, but a little bit worse because they did nerf him. I, I haven't tested him yet, but I don't think that two frames less two frames more recovery on his forward throw mm-hmm. will blow up his corner pressure but why do it right what does that get what does that get mm-hmm. you for what reason uh and his v reversal 
they increased the overall movement frames from 30 to 31. <laughs> right. And they yeah. added a hurt box from 26 to 31. Why did you make his view reversal worse? Right. It's not it's not even much. It's not like it just it just makes very little sense. See? There's, I just well, feel like there's very little reason for it. So Ed's view reversal also jumped up to 31 frames if I'm not mistaken. They they must have just tried to do like some sort of universalizing things. And and you know honestly that is one of the things that I like least about Street Fighter 5 is that I feel like they try to universalize things too much. I wouldn't mind having some characters with safe sweeps. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, just kind of situations like that. For sure, no. There's there should be variety. Right. But you're right. It does seem like they want uniformity among view reversals. Everybody's is now 17 frames. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess all the hitting ones. Right. And yeah, I see the same thing for Ed that you pointed out. Increase overall movement frames to 31 frames. Right. So I, I bet don't you, know. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I bet you all the other movement characters are also view reversal characters are all 31 frames or something like that. So yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Super um, weird. Uh, the overall reduction of recovery frames for throws for a lot of characters did that i know that they upped the damage for a lot of them but i didn't see that yeah they... it, see, it seemed like uh they're trying to so if characters have like throws that result in pressure that they do less damage and if they don't then they do more mm -hmm. that seems like kind of what is going okay. on okay yeah i mean obviously some people are happy i saw someone in the chat talk about uh smug being happy balrog definitely uh, got a second second wind in this patch now because his crush counter is a little more like he can actually get the old combo again um, but you know it's definitely benefiting some people uh, there's there's definitely characters that are benefiting but there's yeah. the weird part about it is the characters that are benefiting are not the ones that were bottom tier necessarily no. so oh yeah yeah for sure yeah. Uh, about Guile the flash kick you see how far EX flash kick throws the opponent Oh no, I didn't. I it didn't. results in basically full screen. Jeez, okay. So that's good for Guile against characters who he wants to zone, but it's also bad for him because there's some matchups where he wants to get a knockdown and then pressure. Right. Or there are situations where he needs to make a comeback and he wants to get a knockdown and then pressure. So yeah, it's it's a buff for him in some ways, but it also makes his comebacks harder. And you know, if if he wants to pressure a character, it's kind of harder to set it up now. Right, so, yeah. A little bit, but not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, Season 3, Abigail. I did see Chris G's combo with it, where he EX flash kicks someone into the EX Sonic boom across the screen. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And it juggled. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean... Not flash kick super anymore? Really? That's so. Huh. Wow. Gilly. Duly noted. Weird. That sucks. That's weird. That wasn't even mentioned in the thing, right? So that sucks. Maybe only in V Trigger Two because they took away Flash Kick into V Trigger. No, they took away Sonic Boom into V Trigger Two. That's right. That's right. They took that away. And um, I mean, yeah, Guile got nerfed a little bit because the Sonic Boom doesn't push you back as far. I think that's a good change. But um, overall, I I just really didn't feel like Ryu and Alex and you know some of the other low tier characters kind of got the buffs that they needed. Although some people are finding some interesting things with Alex now. So. And I can't wait to see what people find with Ryu's new um, Danky Kick combos. So, I guess I'm not I'm not super stoked about the patch. Mm -hmm. Again, not not necessarily because I think it's going to result in the game being imbalanced or boring, but I just am tired of haphazard patches. Yeah, mm -hmm. doesn't seem like there's any particular theme. And and again. This seems to be the commonality between a lot of the Japanese games, right? With Guilty yeah. Gear and Street Fighter. 
like they, it feels like they make changes just for the sake of making changes whereas games like you know Mortal Kombat or I'm sorry Injustice 2 and Killer Instinct really had some you know well intentioned and you know you can see their thought process behind the changes so yeah and, and in those cases you're not always on board with the changes anyway like I think that NRS probably nerfed uh, Deadshot a little bit too much but they they talked in in detail about why they did what they did. Right. They thought that they thought that he killed too many characters. That his design <laughs> mm-hmm. was just too strong for many characters to, to to deal with. Maybe that's true. I I don't really know, but that was their thought about it anyway. And I really appreciate having some explanation right. for what's for what's going on. It can't it can't just be nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. and uh, and honestly, like I've been doing the uh, the. Uh, um, the little tutorial video series with Choy Sauce on Uniel, man, people really need to, to to get French bread to like design. God, that game is still so well designed. Honestly, like if people want to talk about supporting really good games that are really well designed, Uni- Unist is a game that people need to look at right now. <laughs> that game is so good. I hear you. Uh, dude, I don't know why my video is so choppy. I apologize yes. to everybody. I probably needed to re- reboot the machine or something like that. I don't know. This machine has been giving me problems for years and years now. So even though, well, not even years and years. So for maybe like three years or something like that. So it's not even that outdated. So I don't know. Anything else to say about the SF5 patch? Nah, I think I'm done with the SF5 patch. Want to talk about results? Yeah, let's go to NCR here. So, um, uh, for a while now, NCR has, you know, uh, we, uh, like I know you and I have been a little hard on it, you know, because it just doesn't feel like it quite has the same kind of size and and, and kind of uh, prestige that a lot of other events have. Uh, but honestly, I felt like this year was really good. I really enjoyed NCR this cool. year. I really had fun. I thought the matches were super good. I think I thought the tournament was run run really well. Um, I was really happy with it. So uh, and you know there were rumors, although uh, not John Choi kind of uh, dispelled them, but that they're probably not going to do Sacramento next year. Oh, right. That they're probably going to try to go to the Bay Area or somewhere else. It, it's not. It's not that it's been disproven. It's that they're looking into it. So that is definitely on the table right there. So, and uh, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, we've been at that hotel for like four years now. The only thing that's going to make me sad is that the the old Asian guy in the in the gift shop, like I won't see him anymore. Because <laughs> every that's time that's right, he, he was really nice. I remember that guy, dude. Every time he see, like when he saw me this year, he was like, "Oh, I was wondering when you would show up because you always oh, come boy. in here and buy Pepsi." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, super nice. He remembers really well. Yeah, he's really really cool. So yeah, he, he's he's a really nice guy. But that would make me sad. But I mean, yeah. honestly, one of the reasons why I feel like a lot of people don't go to NCR is because Sacramento is. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Trash Sacramento, but like it's there can be better places for sure. So, <laughs> uh, kind of like it. Yeah, I like Sacramento. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought it was run really well. But uh, let's go through the results over here that I got. Uh, so let's do this in order: Street Fighter Five top eight was uh, Echo Fox, Justin Wong with Manat. And uh, Atlas Bear Storm Kubo with Abigail. The only Abigail in top eight, mind you. Um, uh, 
Fifth place was Furson Verloren with Cami, as well as CYG BST Gamer B with Cami and Nakali. Fourth place, PG Infiltration with Monoton Jury. Third place, Knuckledo with a lot of Cami and Guile. Second place, CYG BST Daigo Umahara with Guile. And first place, Echo Fox Tokido winning the run back 3 0 against Daigo Umahara with Akuma. Yeah. So Tokido is still on that ridiculous roll. I mean, I know when after he lost to Daigo, everyone's like, so James, well, how do you think of your GOAT now? I'm like, well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's still what now? 33 out of 37 top eights in crazy. Street Fighter V history, which is like the most ridiculous thing. So that's crazy. Yeah, this guy is way too good right now. And um, yeah, I, I'm not even sure what to say about Tokido. He looked, there were so many matches early on in the weekend that he almost lost. Like uh, Big Bird dropped something that might have actually eliminated him. And uh, he had trouble with Nephew as well. Okay. But, but you know, like that's, oh, that's, it's that thing where you always watch those bad teams in basketball. They're always close for three quarters, and then they, they fall apart in the fourth quarter, right? So right. it's just those guys that have that certain clutch, dude. So it's crazy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was really cool. Uh, awesome to see Knuckle Dew up there. Yeah. That was super cool. He looks super. He, he looks happy beat. right now, and he looks like he's yeah, having yeah. fun. So Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's awesome. Uh, he almost beats Okito. Mm-hmm, two, mm-hmm. Three, three to two. Uh, that was all cool. Happy for Gamer B that he has ended up there again. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I'm happy Picking for Valoran, of course. I'm happy for Valoran for now, but like yeah. I'm sure oh, we'll all God. be sick of him later on. So <laughs> uh, Awesome that Justin got seventh with Manat. That character is a great pick for him. <sighs> that character is made for him. And, you know, it's yeah. funny, too, because he told me, too. He was just like, ever since I started playing Manat, he was just like, he told me that it's just been so much fun for him. Yeah. Um, because it's really bringing him back to the roots where his whole goal is to frustrate you and make you mad. Yeah. <laughs> and he was even telling me like there's some really bad matchups for Manat but he was figuring out ways to fight them and he was even trying to like educate like Goichi and some other guys on those matches and it was it's pretty interesting he has such a different way of looking at that character right. and yeah he's he, he's not like a V-trigger setup heavy yeah. kind of player mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and he, he'll probably get better at that stuff but they'll probably never be great at that yeah but the neutral game he's obviously mm-hmm, fantastic mm-hmm. he's gonna be one of the best I, I am happy also for Daigo obviously every oh, season yeah. the two seasons he's always had a late start and he's finally picked it up towards the end and when he got top 8 at Evo Japan remember the two of us were like well look at this he's already has a good start Right. And that might be a good thing for the rest of the year. And so far, Daigo is definitely living up to that. So, for sure, man. Yeah. All right, all right. It's a good tournament mm-hmm. for SF. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Ninth place was Ricky, Momochi, Problem X, Fudo. Thirteenth was Fujimura, Mena RD, Oil King, Punk. I mean, there's, there's some crazy names in here who didn't make it in the top eight. So. Right, for sure. Uh, for Dragon sure. Ball Fighters. Seventh place was UIU Cloud 805. With uh, Kid Buu, adult uh, with Grohan and Goku Black, and Nakiel with Kid, Kid Buu, Goku, and Grohan. Fifth place was two gigabyte combo with Grohan, Tien, and Vegeta, and Echo Fox Momochi with Grohan, Android 16, and Goku Black. Fourth place, EGNY Chris G with Trunks, Android 18, Vegeta. Third place, TA Super Noon. 
Mm. Kid Boo, Cell, Vegeta. Second place, Ponos Moke, Cell Trunks, Vegeta. First place, CAG, Goichi, Grohan, Cell, Vegeta. Yeah, uh, this is this is a fun one, and I was I was so stoked for Super Noon to get yeah. third place. That's awesome, dude. He uh, almost beat Moke too. Like he was he, he was pretty close. So yeah, and he beat Chris, which was huge for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's awesome. He's such a good player. Looking forward to more of that. Uh, not a great weekend for NorCal Dragon Ball. No, Gigabyte Combo's up there in the top eight, but everybody else is not. Right, and um. In fact, you got you got three SoCal players in that top. Yeah, you're right. So. And also, like uh, I know, for example, you know Mike Muscles, Dacid Bro, uh, a lot of those guys have been playing a lot. Uh, yeah. None of them made top sixteen. Actually, in fact, uh, Yohozi Don was the only one that made top sixteen out of all those guys. So, uh, out of all those players, so shout outs to her. Really good job yeah, there. Man. I know sure. I talked to her. She was really disappointed in her performance, but, you know, everyone's yeah, going to be. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really fun tournament. Um, still interesting to see the development of the game. I feel like you're seeing a little bit more adult Gohan. Yeah. Uh, like, there's some coalesce- uh, coalescing around uh, adult Gohan, Kid Buu, seeing more of. Right. Uh, uh, you, I mean, you saw him before, but I feel like there's more of it now. Yeah. And... Uh, how many people have Vegeta? The entirety of the top five, except how much he has <laughs> yeah. Vegeta. So, Honestly, and I don't think that's like a surprise. I guess we'll talk about this after the other results. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's up there. I'm switching to Vegeta also. Oh really? Dang. Yes. Are you picking Broly now? Broly sixteen Vegeta. Ooh, nice armor, armor, and guy who helps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Function. I will say one thing. You know, we mentioned the NorCal guys not having as much success. I hate to say it, but I really think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't think Tien is as strong as a lot of the NorCal players think that he is. Okay. I just, I I love Tien, but yeah. I put him on point because he needs assists, you know, right. and, and, and other, and you know, I he needs combo extenders and stuff like that. I just, I, I'm not convinced that he's as strong as a lot of NorCal thinks that he is, so... And yeah, congrats to to Nakiel for getting sponsored. That's awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. I have I have that all on deck cool, as man. well. So uh, we move on. Tekken Seven, uh, UIU P Ling with Xiao Yu and VS Trung Trungi with Geese. Uh, fifth was Circa Joey Fury with Jack Seven and UIU Jian Ding with Lucky Chloe and Eddie. Fourth place Fox JDCR Dragonov. Fourth place. Third place Kik- uh, Kakoma with. Um, Dragon of Cosme, <laughs> Devil Jin, and Paul. Second place, UIU Kudans with Devil Jin. And first place, Echo Fox Saint, Jack Seven, with the craziest last round comeback that I've seen in recent tournament memory. Oh, I didn't, so, I didn't see it. Dude, the last round was, I mean, it was. Of the tournament? Won, yeah, uh, the very last round of the tournament. Wow, it was okay. 2 2 in the still winners. So if Kudans had won, he would uh, have reset the bracket. Okay. Two two and two two in rounds, and uh, Kudans basically had a full life bar to nothing from Saint, and wow. Saint still made the comeback. It was like wild. It was so good. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Yeah, the Tekken tournament was actually super cool. But uh, I will point out that you know, in top sixteen, you know, we had Myk in ninth, and Rip and Rixta in thirteenth place. Where's Bronson Tran? <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> He got bodied early. So. Hey, wow. 
<laughs> uh, shout out to Bronson. I love that guy. Um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Uh, seventh place was Ninja Nam and Manic. Uh, with Space Strange Nova and Soul Strider Ultron. Fifth place was UIU Cloud 805 and Knives. Who is yeah, that's back cool. in here. Yeah, with Soul Zero Dante and Reality Dormammu Sigma. Fourth place, EM Taqua with Power Ghost Rider Nova. Third place, TA Supernoon with Space Rocket and Jetta, as well as Space Nova Jetta. Second place was Punisher with Space Hawkeye Raccoon and Space Gamora Raccoon. And first place, EGNY Chris G with Space Morgan Monster Hunter and Space Morgan Monster Hunter. <laughs> they listed it twice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> so, there you go. Um, Chris G still dominating that one. Punisher is from NorCal, right? Uh, no, Punisher is New York. Oh, Punisher is New York. Okay, okay. So... Yeah, Super Noon. Take was from New- NorCal. That's right. Okay. He lives in NorCal. Yeah. In any okay. case, yeah. From from PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, I thought that was super cool. Again, awesome to see Super Noon up there. Uh, that's really awesome. Um, I, I really enjoy watching Punisher play. You know, I know people don't like watching Raccoon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I kind of get, but I really, really like watching Hawkeye. So he didn't always play Hawkeye, but uh, I really like watching uh, that, that character. I think that's mm-hmm. super interesting. And uh, still really cool to see Takewa doing work with Ghost Rider. I feel like he's the only Ghost Rider yeah. left in the scene at this point. Uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. I was really surprised to see no Filipino champ at this event at all. So he didn't go, right? I don't think he did. I don't okay. remember seeing him. I, yeah, I wasn't there, so I I don't know. Hmm. Do I remember even seeing him or saying hi or anything? I can't even remember now. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Uh, Guilty Gear, he was there. He Some was people there? say was there. Oh, okay. So he only played uh, Street Fighter Five. There oh, weird. He okay. only played Street Fighter Five. Okay. Where he lost to ET. Damn. All right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Guilty Gear Exert Rev Two. Fourth place was Catatomic with Faust. Uh, third place was Daikokugo with Le- Leo Whitefang. Thir- second place, Erotica Pepsi with Potemkin and Soul Bad Guy. And first place, Smiles with Potemkin. I actually got Damn. to commentate the top eight. Very, very odd to have a Potemkin, Potemkin Grand Finals. <laughs> right, that's crazy, right? <laughs> so weird. Oh, man, yeah, very strange result, but uh, it was uh-huh. cool to see. It's cool yeah. to see. Uh, King of Fighters 14. Uh, Tamago was in fourth place. Third place was Weru Asamiya. Second place was Luis Cha, and first place was Xiao Hai, who I, according to Hell Pockets, who I roomed with at NCR. Yeah, yeah Xiao Hai was just killing everybody. They oh, had dang, like an okay. exhibition between like Mexico and China, and Xiao Hai never not played. Like he just oh, wow. beat everybody. No one could actually take him off the machine. It was <laughs> crazy. So okay, all right, dang. Uh, St. Uh, fourth place, Darkness with Barog and Cami. Third place, Ultra Combo with Osagat, Vega. Second place, El Trouble with Dalsam. And first place, Riz1 with M. Bison. So Riz1 is now in the Tournament of Legends. Nice. And I was like, oh, cool. So you are here representing East Coast. He's like, nah, I live in NorCal now. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> so Riz1 moved into NorCal like in January, like literally like two months ago. So. Uh, also, Killer Miller, Honda, and Vega in fifth place? Yeah, she uses Vega as a counterpick to Shoto's. Right, okay. She, she tried, I guess that makes sense, yeah. but Vega? Yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she's trying to learn it. You can tell she's still, but <laughs> why, why are you shaking your head on Vega? No, he's, he's a good character to pick to 
to beat Honda's bad matchups, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? But he's a good character to pick to beat everybody's bad matchups. Yeah, pretty much. So, and like, I feel like that's like if I yeah. were to have picked Chun Li to counter Q's bad matchups, then I'm just playing Chun Li. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not playing Q anymore. Right. If you're picking Claw to counter the bad matchups, you just might as well play just Claw. Playing claw. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like Gammy or whatever. Oh, right? man. Anyway. Uh, UMVC3, fourth place was Sora, third place KB, second place Neo, Golden Boy Neo, and first place EG NY Chris G. Super cool to see that still being played. Uh, very cool. Uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4, fourth was Storm Kubo, third was Smug, second was Knuckle Doo, and first place was SD Panoy <laughs> mm-hmm. taking first place. I watched some of that. It was, uh, yeah, it was all right. Okay, cool. In uh, Zero Hour, one uh, Undernight in Birth latest. Uh, okay. to, uh, over two gigabyte combo in second place. So, okay. The Chronicle one Killer Instinct with Shadow Jago and Arya. Sick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. And uh, second place was Element with Hisako. Cool. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, again, so, I, I really I went better. I really enjoyed NCR this year. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it went really smoothly. The, I mean, it helped that the matches were all super good. Like I said, the Tekken and the Street Fighter Five matches were super. The Justin Daigo match. I mean, how, that match never not lives up to the billing. I swear, that was a ridiculous matchup, and that one was the one where the guy jumped up and down. And I mean, keep in mind, this guy was like. 10 feet, 15 feet away from me, and he still spilled water on me when he jumped up with the with mm. his cup or spilled alcohol on me or whatever it was. So, I don't know. Killer Miller is saying that Honda's her character unless somebody picks an old character. What does that mean? Hmm. Like old, old Sagat? Maybe. I mean, again, Vega seems fine for that, but you just play Vega then. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Like, would you pick him? Would you pick Vega against old Blanca? Probably not. This is this is, or maybe I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. When I got soaked, by the way, it was like a drop of water on my hand. It really wasn't anything, but you know, it was still. It was just impressive by the distance at which the uh, liquid made its way out there. So. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's yeah, <laughs> you're sounding uh, like the, the the bitter Honda player right now. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, I, I mostly I mostly pick old Honda, new Honda if I need to, Bison if I'm having fun, and Zangief if I need to counter show us. It's basically mm, it. Okay. Uh, Theory AS3 wants me to talk about Jay Wong's crazy reactions. Is that he is the guy who can always DP a fierce Honda headbutt, uh, but not uh. DP against a jab Honda headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, he also had the crazy reactions to Super with Minot through Guile's Sonic Boom and Punish him uh-huh. earlier. Okay. So, yeah, crazy, crazy. So, Anyways, All let's right. move on. Let's talk about another event that happened. Uh, Anime Ascension 2018, unfortunately, all took place on the same weekend. Made me sad because I went last year and I even played in Guilty Gear. I would have loved to have gone and like played in some uh, Dragon Ball and stuff like that. But, uh... Uh, didn't get to happen, but uh, uh, Guilty Gear Exert Rev 2, 7th place was Fadugli with Slayer and FF Elven Shadow with Faust. 5th place, Kid Viper with Johnny and Hamad with Kai Kisk. 
Uh, third place, uh, Bjorn Son of Bear with Chips Enough, and FG. And fourth place, why did I go backwards with that? I fourth don't know. place was FG at UCI <laughs> Zotbuster with Potemkin. So third place was Bjorn Son of Bear. Second place, UIU Kizzy K with Sin Kisk. And first place, R Kappa's Daru Ino from Korea, flown out there by R Kappa. Oh, wow. So there Ooh. you go. So he ended up taking the tournament, not even from Japan, from Korea. So. There you go. Is the Korean scene strong for that game? I don't know much about it. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I was actually surprised uh, that... Uh, I mean, everyone said in the chat that apparently he destroyed everybody. But uh, I, I, oh, okay. I, I was surprised when I found out he was from Korea. I did not know, so... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so people are saying that Daru is the best Eno. Like, okay, cool. Completely, so... Dragon Ball Fighters, seventh place. Kyoku236HS with Grohan, Android 16, and Tien, and Echo Fox Theo with Grohan, Android 16, and Cell. Fifth place was CLN Iron God with Android 16, Cell, and Vegeta, and Breaker Dave, Breaker Dave with uh, Teen, Gohan, Majin Buu, and Goku. Always the guy who wants to pick the weird teams and the weird characters. <laughs> Fourth place was Ninja Elephant with... Is, how, is, how is it so appropriate that Ninja Elephant uses trunks? Hit and Vegeta... <laughs> Third place, Tatsunakul with Cell, Nappa, and Vegeta. Second place, Reynold with Goku, Black, Cell, and Android 16. And first place, PAG, Wong Nation, Lost Soul with Cell, Android 21, and Android 16. So there you go. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't watch much of this, yeah. but I was watching some of NCR, and then I had the aforementioned um, cat issues, so I didn't get to watch this part, but... I gotta go back and watch it because I'm really curious to see how some of it went. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I know some. Uh, it's just a tough weekend for NorCal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what can you say? Uh, I know a lot of the NorCal guys didn't go down, did they? Or I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. But um, but I mean, I'll probably try to do that later this week. I'll probably do another FGC rewind where I just watch a bunch of top eights. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction, seventh place was Nanu with Izanami and Method Flux with uh, number 13. I'm just going to call it number 13. Fifth place was Taihena with number 11. And fifth place was also UIU Beautiful Dude with Relius. Fourth place, Beta Dude Ragna. Third place, Breaker Dave with Arakune. Second place, Jonah and Val- with Valkenhayn. And first place, uh, SKD with Izayoi, also like uh, Nakiel signed to Panda Global. So That's right. Panda Global signed three. Uh, basically, they they called it their anime team now. So they signed uh, SKD. They signed um, uh, Nakiel, and who was the last one that they got? I forgot. Uh, shoot, it was the. That was the Blaze Blue. Nakiel was the Dragon Ball. And for Guilty Gear, they signed. Um, shoot. Marlin Pie, of course. Marlin oh, Pie. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's been in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, seventh place in Unist in Undernight Inbirth EXE Latest. Dark Flame Master with Seth. Breaker Dave with Merkava. Fifth place, Klim with Merkava and Phonon. And Guillotine Gorilla Giuseppe with Gordo. Fourth place, Tari with Yuzuriha. Third place, Trill with Chaos. Second place, Squish with Akatsuki. And first place, Lolly Maiko with Batista. So there was mm. a NorCal victory there. So. Uh, Blaze Blue cross tag battle. There was an exhibition there as well. 
Um, probably don't need to go over the results on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At NCR, there was also an exhibition for like uh, fighting EX Layer as well. So, dude, did you see that about Blaze Blue cross tag paddle? Like every pairing has a dialogue with each other. Oh, is it every? And I, saw I feel it felt and looked like it because I saw wow. so many of them, and they all have like different conversations with each other. I think that's super cool. That is super cool. Dang, I didn't realize it was all of them. Yeah. Now, is there anybody who has a link to the Bums Birthday Bash results? Because all I know is that in uh, the Marvel tournament, I believe Apology Man got fourth. I want to say Noel got third, and um, uh, Clockwork got second, and first place went to Sonic Fox, I think. Oh, here we go. Oh, they did it on challenge. Okay. Oh, dang. All right. Okay. Okay. There you go. So let's let's get you some accurate results right here. So, oh, well, they had an AE tournament as well. Um, okay. So uh, I'm just gonna go for the the the, the top three places. Uh, okay. Third place was Dan Slip in Street Fighter V. Second place was Dominion, and first place was Craymore. Wow. Yeah, right, right. I heard that this Craymore is his getting first the better of Dominion, huh? <laughs> nice. What's that? I said Craymore getting the better of Dominion, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. Um, uh, in Marvel, uh, in Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, yeah, third place was Noel Be Hungry. That's right. First place was so. Second place was Clockwork. First place was Dual Kevin. Of course, of course. I saw that Clock match. Clockwork was there. Clockwork and uh, Apology Man went out to that. I knew yeah. Apology Man. Wow, okay. I got it. I definitely got to watch this now. Yeah, thing. Clockwork went out there and um, got second place. So shout outs to That's him. Awesome. So they even played a bunch of MVC2 matches, and Clockwork did it on his hitbox that he got modded to work on old systems. And so what? he was actually playing MVC2 with the hitbox. It's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, and then Dragon Ball Fighters, third place was The Kill Sage, second place was Hook, Hook Gang God, and first place, Echo Fox, Sonic Fox. So there yep. you go. Playing the new team. Oh, interesting. So Challenge now has registration built into it as well, huh? Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, okay. uh, Sonic Fox. I, so the only the only things that I watched were Sonic Fox versus um, Apology Man mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in their set, which was a blow-up. It was like 10-5, right? Uh, it ended up... It, so it, it basically, Sonic Fox jumped out to maybe like 7-1 to one or something Ooh, like whoa. that. Like it was just like he just launched himself, right? And then and then Apology Man won, yeah, I think four after that, if okay. I recall correctly. Okay. Uh, but the result was never in doubt. Right, right. Oh man, that's unfortunate. I mean, I remember talking to a bunch of guys in NorCal. They're like, "How did Apology Man do? Did you hear?" And I was like, "I heard he lost like ten to five. And they're all like, "Oh." <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Tough weekend for NorCal Dragon Ball fighters. Yeah. Ugh. For NorCal overall, in general, it actually sounds like so. Well, I guess that that may be true too. Yeah. Uh, man, I've been looking for it this whole time. You've been talking about the results, and I just haven't been able to find it. Uh, somebody had this great breakdown of the character usage. Yeah. Among the three tournaments, and if anybody has quicker access to it, please let me know. I've literally been looking for it for ten minutes now. I definitely I, tweeted it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be in my retweet somewhere because I saw you retweet it. I did. And I retweeted it afterwards, but I don't know where that is at the oh uh character stats. Is this the one? Let's see. Yeah, here we go. So at NCR Can you put it in the chat? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, let's see here. Uh, copy link to tweet. Pew, there we go. So at Thank NCR, uh, there were five adult Gohans, five Vegetas, three Cells, three Kid Boos, two Goku yeah. Blacks, uh, TNK, why can't trunks. I think of, Trunks, one, uh, two Trunks, and then Tien, Goku, Android 16, and 18, one each. Right, so a little unusual there because there's only one 16 right. at NCR. But anyway. Anime Ascension had five Android 16s, right. four Vegetas, four Cells, two adult Gohans, and then Android 21, Goku Black, Nappa, Trunks, Hit, uh, Teen Gohan, Majin Buu, and Goku all tied for one. And I think three of them came from Breaker Dave, too. Yeah, you <laughs> played the weirdos, right? Yeah, Teen Gohan, Goku, and Majin Buu. So three of them literally came from him. So. Right. But 13 unique characters there, and then and Bum's then, birthday bash. Uh, yeah. 10 unique characters, four Vegetas, four Goku Blacks, four Trunks, three Cells, two Android 16s, two Kid Buu's, Two PIC Piccolos Piccolo. and and Tien uh, Go Tanks and uh, VGB Vegeta Blue Vegeta Blue Oh okay okay yeah uh, one of Piccolo Hook and God said that he's gonna switch he's gonna he's gonna ditch Piccolo apparently interesting okay he doesn't think that he, that it's good enough to keep up with Sonic Fox mm -hmm. so. so the uh, overall the overall stats was that there were thirteen Vegetas yeah. ten cells eight Android sixteens Seven Grohans, Goku Blacks, and Trunks. Uh, five Kid Boos, three Tiens, two Piccolos, two Gokus, and then a bunch of people tied for one. So 75% yeah. of the cast were represented, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them only had one. And like right. I said, Breaker Dave put most of them there. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Nobiris, Ginyu, Frieza... Blue Goku, Krillin, Yamcha. I don't think that's much of a surprise. No. But I don't. I also think, don't think it's much of a surprise that Vegeta is the most used. Oh yeah. Because his his assist is just too useful. Uh, Vegeta you know, was vanilla Marvel Tronbon, basically. Right. One of the only invincible uh, assists. Remember in vanilla sure, Marvel three. Marvel, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like he may be more like Doom, where like. It's it's not it's not it's not like a lariat or like a Gustav, but it's it's just so useful in everything else. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. approach, uh, uh, neutral defense setups, you know, straggling hits. Like it's just everything. It does everything for you. <laughs> right. Uh, when the game came out, I thought that it would not matter as much what assist you had because the assists were called less frequently than Marvel games. And each character seemed like it was like a little bit more competent anyway, and kind of like its own, its own thing. Um, but more that I play the game and watch the game, I don't think that that is true. I feel right. like you you do need a cohesive team, at least a cohesive shell, if not the full three characters. Mm -hmm. Let's say two out of the three. And Vegeta gives you cohesion, like regardless of what you're doing, like literally almost every situation. Vegeta would be as good or better right. at doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm I'm picking up Vegeta because I'm playing Broly. Broly has the incoming inescapable command grab anti-air, mm -hmm. um, and then the easiest way to convert out of that into count into a combo is with Vegeta. Right. You can do it with Cell, 
uh, Blue Vegeta, like a couple of characters, but it's way tougher. Right, the timing is like super strict, right? Very strict timing. You don't get as much out of it anyway. Whereas Vegeta, you just do it. It's just, it's <laughs> there's like no timing to it. Right. So you just, you just pick them. So that's, I like a lot about the game, but I do think that something needs to change on that front. And I don't know that I want Vegeta's assist to be nerfed, but uh, maybe other characters need, need help. I don't know. Right. I, I, honestly, I mean, this game is definitely, the, 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 the tiers are definitely forming very so- solidly now. You know, we definitely know yeah. which characters are stronger than others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully they'll come out with a patch at some point in time and change the characters. But, you know, let's not jump the gun, right? Let's, oh, let, yeah, it, let's let it uh, let's let it bake I'm... for a little bit because someone's going to find something stupid with, you know, um, with like uh, like um, Goku or something, you know, and all of a sudden everyone will be using Goku. So, Well, I really like Broly so far. I think he's super fun. I haven't been able to play him that much because I haven't been around as much, but... Uh, he's super interesting and fun. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the results for this, but also this weekend was the Virtua Fighter Five final showdown event, Beat Tribe, mm. with over 500 plus entrants in Japan. Um, Dang. I actually want to do a rewind on that if I can find that top eight. I want to watch that because I think it would be cool to gets virtual fighter some shine as well you know have people watch that i think that'd be super that'd be super sick yeah okay all right that's all the events that i have okay um so for some news uh evo has announced that uh i don't have fgc news up at the top of the screen but we'll just roll with it Evo has announced that they're going to actually collaborate with Anima, Anime Anime Evo Anime Evo right. uh, on a side stream stage. So Anime Evo is just going to have its own side stream that they get to. Dis- I think they get to pick what to show up there and stuff. Mm. So, uh, but that's cool. I think that's super awesome that you know Anime Evo Anime Evo Anime Evo whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, that they've been doing this for so many years. They've been doing it successfully and consistently to the point where Evo is like, hey, let's let's throw you guys a bone. So It's great. It's awesome. I think that's super And well-deserved. Cool. What's that? Well-deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about all the Panda Global joining. Uh, also, I don't think we talked about it last week, did we? Uh, Punk joining Echo Fox. Ooh, I don't think we did. Yeah, congrats to him. That's obviously huge. Yeah, so he showed up in an Echo Fox jersey. Knuckle Do still unsponsored, but... Man, he definitely felt the pressure because when he lost the problem X as Abigail uh, in the, in semifinals, Punk was distraught. He I was, saw that. Yeah, he yeah, was. That was rough. That was rough to watch. I mean, even after he left the stage, he immediately walked out of the ballroom. He was definitely very frustrated. So, wow, okay. Poor guy. But, you know, that's that sponsor curse, man. That sponsor curse is scary, dude. Yeah, for sure. So, um uh also announces that e-league is doing another street fighter 5 event well that's right with two hundred fifty thousand dollars in prizes available so they have a 2018 invitational showcase uh there's no players announced for that yet right there's right. still yeah, nothing i've heard yeah okay but uh that is definitely something that's coming up again two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the line uh, there's going to be a live tournament with Group A, B, C, and D in June, and the playoffs in July. So there you go. Yeah, I think that's awesome. 
Um, also, I have this. Evo also mentioned that Dragon Ball. They listed the the, the entrance in right. order again without numbers, but they specifically took the time to point out that Dragon Ball Fighters has a big lead over second place Street Fighter Five. Right. So my question is, do you think Dragon Ball will close out Evo on Sunday? Oh, uh, I I guess I don't. Mm, okay. I guess okay. I don't. But maybe it should. I think I. Because I wonder if they're going to broadcast it on ESPN again. Yeah. And if they do, can they do Dragon Ball? Because then obviously there's a lot more licensing issues and such. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And yeah, then, I think I'd be surprised. So I, I feel like probably not, but maybe deserved. Right. Um, I, I'm looking at that list as well. And it's number one, Dragon Ball, number two, SF5, then Tekken 7. Yep. Above Melee and Smash Bros. Uh, Wii U. Nice. Let's go. I mean, Tekken. that's, I feel like that's huge for Tekken. Yeah. That's a great uh, sign for Tekken, in my opinion. That's amazing. So. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Blaze Blue, uh, Tag, BB Tag, six. Seventh place is Rev 2, Guilty Gear. And then bringing up the butt is Injustice 2. <laughs> Injustice. So. Still uh, not looking fantastic for injustice numbers. I'm, you know, as we said last time, I'm not super surprised by that because it does feel like the community has slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But whatever the bottom three were going to be, it was going to be justice to rev to and plays <laughs> right exactly it's just those were the bottom three right. for sure. and without so. knowing the actual numbers we really have no idea right where they're at like we could be like man poor injustice but it's like two game two entrance behind guilty gear which is three right. entrance behind cross tag right. which is you know so we really don't know um, another bit of news here. Uh, this is cool because I've definitely been following this game a little bit, which is Omen of Sorrow, of course. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Felipe from Chile, has been traveling to a lot of events, talks to us, hangs out with us a bunch of times, and he's been working on this game a lot. They've announced that it's getting a physical release. So they actually have a picture of like the cover and all that stuff like that. So, Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so this game is actually going to get a physical release on PlayStation 4 thanks to Sodesco. Um, I don't see anything about the date. Uh, it just says Omen of Sorrow is set to release on PlayStation 4 sometime later this year. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, there's a mobile puzzle game called Ink Wars. Uh, okay. I don't know anything about it, really. Okay. But uh, apparently you can play as Ryan Hart or Marn or Justin Wong or guilty or smug in the game like they're guest characters in it and you can actually play as those characters in the game so what but yeah. it's a puzzle game i think is it so? is it like uh what game is that you know the street fighter puzzle game H Puzzle Fighter? Oh, Puzzle Fighter? I don't know. I don't know how the game plays, to be honest with huh. you. Okay. There's All a bunch right. of other guests there that are probably from other esports and such that I, I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, there are definitely five fighting game players in there. Wow. So there you go. So. Can Marn do that? Uh oh. The lawyer speaks about Dive Kick. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be so obviously targeted, but it, you're right. It was. Dang. Oh. No, I don't know. 
right. <laughs> he has indeed been in a video game before. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh, that's all the news that I have. Okay. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about or anything? I don't think so. I will tell you one thing. I was uh, doing my taxes earlier today. Yeah. And uh, the, the lady working at a desk across from where I was uh, sitting, for her phone's ringtone, she had the bird song. And it it just, like, confused what? me so much. I just you heard it. You thought it was time the... to get out of your appointment. Yeah, I, I heard it. And I was like, like what the? What? <laughs> your appointment was over. What's that? Yeah, I know, right? I guess that means I should have left. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, oh, wow. Oh, that's right. Super Arcade is opening up this week. In fact, tomorrow, I think they're doing, like, one of the first things. Is it tomorrow or is it uh, next week they're doing their first Wednesday event? Yeah, yeah I saw that Mike Watson was going to be talking on Best of Five, but I didn't, I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it either. Uh, if anybody in the chat can let us know, it's next Wednesday, so he's starting next Wednesday. Okay, okay so his first opening Wednesday event, which is going to be uh, venue fee free. Um, okay. He's going to be running a bunch of games over there. So, um, And apparently he's streaming from Super Arcade right now, but Super Arcade oh, was dang. approved. It's finally set to open, so good October stuff. October 30th, 2017. You're right, Carly. <laughs> it's week of October 2017. Oh, man, they're streaming Street Fighter 4. Wow, okay. Oh, that's right. Beyond the Summit announced that, you know, they're obviously they we knew they were going to do a DBZ tournament, DBFZ tournament, but I think that they they announced that they have their players picked out. We just don't know who they are yet. Well, but they also said that there's going to be some last chance, some qualifiers more Oh, cool, okay. okay. So there's, there's going to be one. It's next week mm. at Wednesday Night Fights okay. and NLBC, and then... Uh, the last chance qualifier will be uh, it's a combo breaker. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. Curly W is mentioning that in the chat, but of course it is a thirty second delay, and you have already corrected me, so it is all Dang. good. Uh, okay. Cool. Um, all, all right. right. Uh, anything else that you wanted to mention, or uh, anything else about games or whatever that you've been playing or whatever? Uh, I haven't really been doing that on account of. Pesach and now Ajax. Right, so. right. Where is Ajax right now? Oh, hopefully just sleeping it off. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a little bit, but okay. I got to go give him a nice little nuzzle and snuggle. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay. Then I, I don't want to hold you for any too much longer, so you probably, uh, it's already uh, very, very happy that you could do this in the first place. So, because sure. obviously yeah. your cat is super important. So. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go do that. All right, so I will go Coming ahead and uh, bid everyone adieu with the official bird outro. Here we go. <laughs> hey, I can hear it. Thanks, for everybody, for watching. Peace out, everybody. Come on, X-Split. There we go.